It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. This week we spoke with Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson. He sits on the Homeland Security Committee and is on the Subcommittee of Investigations. He's also on the Committee on Foreign Relations and subcommittees for that as well. So we talked to him about Russia and Ukraine ahead of the president's trip to Brussels and Poland as administration officials, Ukrainian officials and others continue to talk about avoiding World War III. While Johnson is pretty unequivocal in his condemnation of Russia's president and other Russian leaders, he said more should have and could have been done ahead of time. But we also talked to him a bit about how he might wield any subpoena power as head of the Subcommittee on Investigations should Republicans gain control of the Senate after midterms this fall. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but we thought you might like to hear this full interview. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, Here's Senator Ron Johnson on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Uh, Name and title for the record. We know it, but we'll get an audio level. Ron Johnson, uh, United States Senator for Wisconsin. You are not just a senator. You sit on the Foreign Relations Europe and Regional Security Cooperation Subcommittee. I think I have that title right. So um, I have some philosophical questions, but also some practical ones, because things feel obviously very on edge right now. Um, what is your sense of where this is going? How does, I mean, I guess I'm asking you to have a crystal ball here. Where, where does this end? How does this end with this war in Ukraine? Well, I'm, I'm afraid what we're going to end up with is uh, Vladimir Putin, who simply cannot lose, um, who is evil, uh, who shows no remorse whatsoever for destroying cities, killing uh, women and children and men, civilians. Um, he did it in Aleppo and Syria. He did it in Grozny, Chechnya. Uh, he's doing it throughout Ukraine. And so my guess is because he knows he can't lose, um, he'll continue to do that. And he can destroy a lot of Ukraine, but he'll never conquer Ukraine. And so the Ukrainians have certainly shown themselves to be incredibly courageous patriots. They're going to defend their children, their families, their country, their democracy, their freedom, their values. And Vladimir Putin, in the end, uh, will probably be in the same situation as he was in Afghanistan in a long-term insurgency, bleeding Russia, doing great damage to uh, Ukraine, even though Russia guaranteed their territorial integrity with the, with the Budapest Memorandum. And of course, they're, you know, again, Russia can't be trusted. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, I think our role has to be to support the courageous people of Ukraine and give them the lethal defensive weaponry they need to defend themselves. You've been quoted as saying um, that in speaking with European ambassadors and folks in Europe generally, that they were really shocked by the invasion. But you just cited Aleppo, Grozny. Um, I I think we could even include Georgia in there um, in 2008. Um, As shocked as they were, I guess in hindsight, as you reflect on Vladimir Putin and sort of his trajectory, 
is is that shock naive at this point? Well, I think when I was talking to the ambassadors from some of the surrounding countries, uh, I'm not saying I'm not sure shocked is the right word. They just didn't think he'd do it because mm-hmm. they all realize there's no there's no winning here for Vladimir Putin. This is just a this is just a lose 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 situation for everybody. And, you know, the the only explanation for it is just that Vladimir Putin is an evil, megalomaniacal narcissist that has this idea of reconstituting the greater mother Russia. I guess he can be called Tsar Vladimir or Tsar Putin at some point in time. That's that's all this is about. If if he cared about Russia, if he cared about the Russian people, he would have accepted the outstretched hand of, of friendship. With Europe, it would have fully ingrained in the European economy, lived by the rules, and he and his people would be so much better off. But that's not what's happening. This is this is evil. This is evil. What is happening? We're witnessing it, and I think you have to fight evil. Russia's foreign minister Sergey Lavrov was quoted last week as saying that sanctions make us stronger. If there was any illusion that we can rely on Western partners, that illusion is no longer there. He said, "We will now never accept a world order." dominated by the U.S., we will have to rely on ourselves and our allies who stay with us. I think that feels like rhetoric that that sounds bigger than Ukraine. I mean, he's talking about a world order. He's talking about the United States. What does what does world order look like if Russia doesn't accept the U.S. as a dominant player? And is that also a financial dig at the power of the U.S. dollar? Well, you know, my concern is the new world order would be Russia combining with China North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, hmm. Cuba, you know, all, all the tyrants, all the totalitarians, you know, all, all those countries that do not value freedom and a pluralistic uh, society uh, banding together. Uh, but good luck with that. Uh, what, what Putin tried to do is you know, divide NATO. He's made NATO stronger. He unified NATO. Uh, he has not accomplished his goals, and he will not accomplish his goals just in terms of economic might, Western Europe together, combined with the U.S., we are, our, our GDPs are well north of 30, $35 trillion. Uh, Russia, depending on how you calculate it, 2 to $3 trillion. Now, China, obviously, is a, is a world superpower. Um, but they also depend a great deal on, on trading with the world and, and exports. Uh, they are playing a very dangerous game here in allying themselves with this evil. Uh, now, I'm not exactly saying that they're a bunch of choir boys either. I mean, we, we see they have no respect for human rights. Uh, there, there are all kinds of atrocities that China commits on its own people. But, but teaming up. Senator, on, on, the, on the China front, I want to interrupt because I have a really pointed question about that. China sounds like they want to have it all, right? They want to walk this very, very fine line of we're not going to condemn but we're not going to offer material support. Um, China's ambassador went on a Sunday news show this past weekend and said, our trusted relations with Russia are not a liability. It's an asset in the international effort to solve the crisis in a peaceful way. Can they, can they have it all? Can they walk that, that line? Can they, can they do both things and, and help Russia sort of by not condemning them and by sort of still being an ally and yet still have a relationship with the, rest of the world in, in an economic way? Well, so much of uh, different nations' economies are tied to China right now that uh, disentangling them will take some time. But I think that's what they'll find over time. And I think 
China, again, will will suffer the consequences as well. I, I don't think it's a long-term winning strategy for China either. I've, I've never really thought the way they've approached economic development. Again, we, we let them into the World Trading Organization. You know, our belief was if, if China can help pull more of its people out of poverty, those people will demand freedom. It'll become a more pluralistic and democratic society. But that hasn't happened. China has remained an authoritarian uh, country. And rather than just a you know, no worse than a friendly rival, they become an unfriendly adversary. Um, because they, again, they have this viewpoint that they are going to dominate the world at some point in time. The, the danger of China is they have stolen probably trillions of dollars worth of uh, our intellectual property in terms of what it's meant for them. Uh, they have incredible, incredibly long-term thinking, uh, long-term strategies, and they've got an authoritarian system where those people laying out those strategies are in charge for a long, long time. You know, they, they continue to pl- use the playbook, Sun Tzu's Art of War, uh, you know, win a war without ever fighting a battle. So when you, you know, you know how they're going to operate. I mean, they, they lay it right, right out there. I think, unfortunately, what's happened in the West too often is we just simply don't believe it. We, 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 we believe the best. You know, we want to believe the best that, oh, no, this, this will all turn out. Everything will be coming up roses. Hopefully, what's happening now is people's eyes are open that, no, there, there truly is evil in the world, evil that needs to be countered. And the best way to counter that evil is with a unified front of Western-style democracies. we got to hang together. And we, we, we can't let this, this axis of totalitarians, of tyrants, of authoritarians to gain greater power. Their power has to be diminished in the world. Again, I don't want to threaten you know, my, our beef is not with the Russian people or the Chinese people. Right. Our beef with their evil leadership. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You've said that, you know, it scares the you know, you know what out of people when somebody like Vladimir Putin puts his nuclear forces on high alert. I, I know there have been a lot of discussions about is he bluffing? Is he just trying to use that as a point of leverage? What, where does that aspect of this go? Like, could we really see some world war in which we've got this heightened tension over nuclear weapons? I mean, I can't, I can't fathom a nuclear weapon being used. I don't think anybody can. But to your, to your earlier point... We keep wanting to believe that things couldn't happen or wouldn't happen. Are we, again, being naive? Well, it it certainly concerns everybody, which is why I don't want to see direct confrontation between Russia and NATO or the U.S. By the way, we have had, in recent history, direct confrontation. We we wiped out uh, a a couple hundred uh, Russian troops when they were were aggressive in, in Syria and threatening us. I, I've got I've to believe that uh, this is primarily saber rattling on the part of Putin, unless he truly is insane. And if he is insane, if he is crazy, I mean, I just I just think he's evil. But uh, let's say he is insane. Hopefully, he has enough people around him, even in his tightening inner circle, that have the sanity to realize that they're not going to carry out any order of u- use of nuclear weapons. Now, unfortunately, that group of people around him are carrying out the orders in terms of indiscriminately bombing civilian populations in Ukraine, uh, committing those atrocities, which and I would say war crimes. Um, so you can't completely rely on that, but you know there there, there is a counterpunch to 
their use of uh, nuclear weapons, which is just completely unthinkable. So hopefully uh, they also believe the use of nuclear weapons would be unthinkable. Senator, two more for you. One, um, it, I, in this interview, we've been speaking for a little over 10 minutes. You have not been critical of the, the Biden administration. You are often critical of, um, of Democrats and certainly this administration. Do you feel there? You feel the president and this administration are handling things with Russia and Ukraine well? No, not, not at all. I mean, it is, it is the perceived weakness that has tempted tyrants like Putin. This, this dates back to previous administrations when President Obama would draw red lines and then not act on them. When, when the Obama administration uses the exact same words as the Biden administration, if, if something happens, there are going to be serious consequences, then there are never serious consequences. Remember when Russia invaded uh, eastern Ukraine, took over Crimea, uh, Congress unanimously authorized $300 million of lethal defensive weaponry, which Obama never supplied. The President Poroshenko of Ukraine had to come to Congress saying, we can't, we can't defeat Russians, we, we can't fight a war with blankets and, and night goggles. You know, we but need are like weapons. Are these sanctions doing doing something? Are these sanctions tough? Do they need to be tougher? They, they are quite tough. Uh, we're still allowing oil to be uh, flowing because so many of our allies are dependent on that oil and gas. Right. We, we've allowed Russia to, you know, obtain this type of uh, economic leverage you know, th- through their oil and gas sales. That's that's all they have. They've got oil and gas. They've got nuclear weapons. That's what allows Putin to do what he's doing. But again, we've allowed them to make people dependent on Russian oil and gas. Um, so, no, I mean, uh, you know, the, the Biden administration has weakened America across the board. Um, you, you open up your borders, you have out of control deficit spending sparking 40 year high inflation, 7.9%. You, you show the, the weakness in the embarrassing and dangerous surrender in Afghanistan. Uh, you go crawling back to Iran, uh, just begging to get back in this GCO, GCPO, JCPOA, and Iran won't even meet with you. And so who, who do you negotiate on our behalf? Hmm. China and Russia. You don't, you don't think they perceive that as weakness? And when tyrants like the leaders of Russia and China perceive weakness, they're going to take advantage of it. That will be their moment to act. You tempt them. And so, no, I'm, I'm very critical, and they've been slow to act. All, all around. We should, we should have been visibly, as Russia was building up, we should have been building up the lethal defensive weaponry in Ukraine and letting Russia know it. We certainly should have been taking inventories of all the surface air missiles, the, uh, you know, the S-300s. The, I saw a pretty imaginative article that uh, Turkey can get back in NATO's good graces by donating the S-400 uh, weapons mm-hmm. to Ukraine to defend themselves. I mean, that's Biden administration should have had that all Inventory and all ready to move should Vladimir Putin act. And they didn't. They just been slow on the mark. But the, cra- the courage of the Ukrainian people, I think, has really rallied uh, the world to support them. Senator, if I may, one more. I know you have to run. Um, I know you're on the, the Homeland Security Senate Committee and um, and you've been quoted as saying that and this is not a Russia question, by the way. <laughs> you've been quoted as saying that if Republicans win in 2022 and gain control of Congress, there are a number of things you would want to investigate. Um, I want you to talk to me about that briefly, if you if you could. I know you've expressed particular anger about how information surrounding Hunter Biden has been handled, as well as how COVID has been regulated. Can you get a little bit more specific with me? If, you, if you're the head of the Homeland Security Subcommittee on Investigations and you've got subpoena power, how are you wielding it? Well, I think 
I don't think any, I don't see how anybody can take a look at our response to COVID and call it a success. Uh, 965,000 Americans dead globally, 6 million. The, the human toll, the economic devastation of these very ill-advised widespread shutdowns, what we've done to our children. Uh, now the fact that we're completely ignoring uh, vaccine injuries that are real, you know, rare is a relative term, but these are real injuries that are occurring. And we're getting more evidence from One America, from a German insurance company as well, showing far higher levels of uh, all-cause mortality and adverse events. And our, our agencies are, are strict, strictly ignoring them. And so I think there's been real corruption revealed during the pandemic, uh, captured by big pharmaceutical companies. Uh, we ignored early treatment, probably costing a few hundred thousand people their lives that otherwise would have survived had they been treated early with a cornucopia of widely available uh, generic drugs. Um, and instead, we focus only on the vaccines and a few very expensive therapeutics by big pharma. You know, so, yeah, I think that needs to be exposed. We need we need to put doctors on the top of the treatment pyramid because right now they're being crushed at the very bottom of it. And health agencies are, are literally telling doctors how to practice medicine. That is not their role. So I think all this needs to be exposed. Uh, certainly the origins of covid um, I, I certainly like to get to the bottom of, uh, you know, all the corruption of the Russian hoax. Uh, John Durham hopefully will uh, provide a lot of information through his indictments. He's already doing that, hopefully through prosecutions. The, this political dirty trick uh, that's still being covered up by the mainstream media because they were complicit in it has had such enormous impact on our politics, on, on our nation. If you talk about danger to our democracy, that's it. The, the mainstream media and their complicity, uh, the, their interference in our elections is, is orders of magnitude larger than anything Russia or China ever could have hoped to accomplish. Uh, so, yeah, all those things need to be looked at because I think our nation's in peril because of radical left policies, because of the complicity, complicity of the media, our education system, indoctrinating our children. We, we've got some serious challenges facing this nation. Uh, which is why I decided to, to run again as much as I'd, I'd rather go home. <laughs> you would rather go home. You're tired? <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just so frustrating. You see, you see things that are so obvious to me. And then, again, you just see the, how the de Democrats react to this, just their insane policies that, that weaken this country, that make us more dependent. We, we were independent in terms of uh, oil and gas, and now all of a sudden we're dependent again. Uh, and then you see the complicity of the media and, and the challenge that we face. But when you have the media and the big tech social media giants, largely from the left, A, they'll, they'll, they'll never admit they're wrong, but they have the power to pretty well make it very difficult to prove them wrong, which is why all of a sudden the New York Times comes out and said, hey, you know what? <laughs> that laptop, that was authentic. What? You, 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 you weren't willing to acknowledge that over a year ago? It was obvious within a couple of weeks of that thing being dropped that that was authentic. And the, and the New York Times only now comes out and admits it quietly. And you also haven't seen that picked up on any other news outlets, have you, other than conservative news outlets? Now, we've got a real problem. We do need a free press, but it needs to be largely unbiased. And we do not have that right now. We have a grossly biased media. They are interfering in our body politic. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, thank you so much for your time. Take care. Stay well. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.